Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Christ Center Conversations. Um, we are super excited to be here, and I would just like to apologize. I know I make a lot of excuses, um, but the last two weeks I was traveling um, to Vernal to go to the temple with my dad and some of my siblings, and then the next week I was in a relay biking from Salt Lake to St. George. So it's been a pretty pretty busy last couple of weeks, and the lessons I guess that we've learned in the last couple of weeks have definitely helped us prepare for this episode and the scripture that came to mind kind of based off of the things we've been thinking about. Um, I do have Cooper with me again today, and I'm super excited to have him. Um, he definitely brings the spirit in and helps out a lot. Um, the scripture we have today, and I'm going to have Cooper kind of introduce it and read it if he's okay with that, yes. um, comes from 2 Nephi 24. Yeah. Well, or 224. Yeah. <clears throat> 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 24. And I believe it's Lehi talking to his sons, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, he's speaking to Jacob. And he's. <clears throat> it's a very good chapter. I like it. There's a lot to be said. And honestly, we could go over most of the verses in this chapter. Mm-hmm. But we decided on 24, um, which in, in this part, he's talking about Adam and Eve and the garden and um but this verse is applicable not only to Adam and Eve, but also to us in life in general. It's kind of a, it's good wisdom. It's good, it's good knowledge, um, knowledge of the Lord and how he, how he runs things and how, yeah, it's, it's something that if you understand, basically will help you with life um, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll read it for us. Second Nephi 2.24 um, and it's, I'm pretty sure it's a scripture mastery or was, and now it's a doctrinal mastery scripture. But it, it just says, but behold, all things are done in the wisdom of him who knoweth all things. And I love that. Because, I mean, all it's saying is everything happens according to God's wisdom and knowledge. Like, God knows what's going on. He has a plan and everything happens according to that plan. Um, and I, I guess... There's been a lot that has happened in my life the last like two, three months that have kind of started this snowball of me realizing that things have happened because I needed to realign myself with God and I needed to find friends who were more supportive and I needed to surround myself with people who had the same ideas and beliefs as me. And I've been able to do that. And like, I've been able to change a lot of my life because of that, um, which has just been really cool to think about. But the thought for this scripture came from this last weekend. I was biking, like I said, in a relay from Salt Lake to St. George, the Salt to St. Ride. Um, with, and it was me and seven other people on our team. And I was doing a leg. Um, it was sometime in the middle of the night. It was between 11 and 1. I don't exactly remember. Um, but I was biking and I was going super fast. I was averaging like 24 miles an hour on this leg and it was pretty flat. And I was out in the middle of nowhere in like southern Utah. Um, and it was super dark and I was cycling and I was going really fast. I was super excited and I got a flat tire. And I hadn't seen my support crew and they're supposed to bounce every couple miles to like make sure we're okay. And as we pass them, we give them a thumbs up and then they go another two, three miles ahead. 
And I hadn't seen my support crew in about like six, seven miles at this point. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I haven't seen them. They, they haven't been there. And I heard my tire pop at that moment. Like, as I was thinking, like, where is my support crew? And I heard the slow leak. So, like, I still had air. And I was like, I can make it a couple more miles. They, they'll be like a mile or two ahead of me. Um, and five miles passed. And I hadn't seen them. <clears throat> and I was starting to panic because my tire is getting flat at this point. And, like... I called them on my phone. I finally found service and I called them as I pulled over to the side of the road to like take my tire off and stuff. And they were only a couple hundred yards ahead of me. But <clears throat> I was super frustrated because they should have been there. They should have been bouncing every two miles to make sure I was okay. And they weren't. But I, and I stopped, like my momentum stopped. But because of that happening, like I kind of just spent another 15 minutes waiting for them to double back and come and find me. I, I got to look at the stars and like the surroundings and everything. And the rest of my bike ride, although it was slower because my momentum was lost and everything, I was able to finish the ride with a different perspective. And I enjoyed what I was doing a lot more because I was looking at the stars and I was looking at everything that I was experiencing and like internalizing that. <clears throat> And how incredible it was that I was on a bike at 12 o'clock at night in the middle of nowhere on a team trying to get to St. George, Utah. And it was incredible. And <clears throat> I started thinking about how that relates to life. Like in life, oftentimes we get into a place where we're like, okay, we're doing really well. Like momentum's picking up. We're, we're happy. And then all of a sudden, like we were talking about earlier, we get a cosmic elbow from the universe and our life just seems to be thrown off the tracks. And that often happens because we need a perspective change. We need to realign ourselves with God. We need these things. And God allows us to be able to have that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's quite interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that a lot of times we'll go out and we'll try and <clears throat> shoot. I really apologize. Um, but we're as humans we have like we have our own perspective and that is formed from however many years we've been alive on the earth and the experiences we've had and a lot of times it's a very great perspective it's a very open perspective and it's a very knowledgeable perspective but it's also a perspective of anywhere between on average zero to 80 years or 90 or 100 maybe i mean but most people what zero to 80 right because before we came to the earth, we obviously we lived with God. And so we, we had these experiences, but then we came to earth and we forgot. Um, and so we spend our time here re-remembering. And so we have only this, this perspective of, I mean, for me, it's 21 years that I've been on the earth living and experiencing. And I know a couple of things, but I'm fairly stupid when it comes to just life in general right like i haven't been around long enough or experienced near enough to have to have a real like a real great perspective i have an okay perspective i like to think but that's probably even telling of how bad my perspective is is me thinking it's okay but <laughs> at any rate long tangent god has been around for eternities and he has not forgotten he i've he has not forgotten like we have forgotten. He still has the knowledge that we had 
before we came to the earth. He has this, all this wisdom, all this knowledge, and all this thing. There's this interesting thing in the scriptures, and it says the he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and the path of the Lord is one eternal round. And it's interesting because time for him is, he can see it ahead. Is, is that how you say it? Yeah. But he can also, like, he knows what's happened. He knows what's going to happen. He knows what is happening. And because of that, he obviously knows what's best for us. And so we'll go around and we'll be like, oh, well, I have to do this, right? And we'll do it. And then something will happen. Like Sam's bike ride, you know, he set a goal. And it wasn't a bad goal. But then it got kicked off course. Like, And I feel as though that happens with us in life a lot. Perhaps we'll we'll set a goal to go to a certain university or to hit some get some achievement in sport or academically and it won't happen and we learn a different we learn something different out of that um we learn what we needed to learn i i think a lot of times sorry i'm talking a lot i'll let you talk in a second but i think a lot of times back to my mission and what i like i didn't really have an idea of what was going to happen because I'd never been on a mission before and nobody in my family had gone on a mission. So all I had was just like various anecdotal experiences from like friends and young men's leaders. And so I was like, okay, from what I understand, I'm basically just going to go learn a language and teach like 24 seven, walk around, maybe talk to some people, but for the most part, just be teaching. And based on the geography of where I went and the people that were there, that happened to end up not being the case. Um, and so we didn't do a whole lot of teaching. And that was confusing for me at first. Um, it was kind of a trial at first because I, I remember my first transfer in the mission, we would go out and we would essentially, we had, we had just come into an area where there weren't any, weren't any elders. So we didn't have any, anybody to teach. There was nobody that had been taught previously. Um, the members didn't really expect us to be there. So then we showed up and then they're like, oh, that's cool. You're here. So it wasn't like we were getting a whole lot of invitations to teach families in the ward. And so we basically would do our studies and we'd go out and we'd contact and then we'd come home. And so we were contacting quite a bit every day. And we did this for an entire transfer and we didn't find anybody to teach the entire transfer. And I think it transfers six weeks. Six weeks yeah. Now. And that was my first transfer. And so that was kind of a rude awakening for me. I was like, is this what it's going to be like? Um, but that's that's not the that's not the lesson I learned. Um, I learned a lesson on the mission about caring about the people I'm with. So I was the first part of the mission. I was very focused about helping the people in the area I was um, try and receive the gospel, and I was still focused on that throughout the mission. But I also learned that the missionaries that I was with, the members that I was with. And even myself, we all have our struggles and we can all be helped in some way. And I learned a lot about humans and how humans work and what they need and how you can help them and how to serve and how to love. And that has helped me. That has helped me become a better disciple of Jesus Christ more than teaching twenty teaching a lesson or teaching lessons 24-7 would have helped mm -hmm. me. And so now, after two years... I can do more in the Lord's service with the abilities he's given me through that experience than I could have if I had done that. 
and that was my perspective was I was going to go and teach and then, you know, but the Lord had a different plan for me. And he, I, he does basically, I'm pretty sure he has a different plan than any plan I've ever made. And every plan I will make, sometimes I feel like he does it despite, but other times I know it's that like, that's just, that's the way my brain processes. But I know, like, I know he has a plan for me, but as a human, sometimes I'm like, I feel like every plan I make, he's like, nope, that's not it. But I don't think it's, it's not malicious. I know it's not malicious. It's, it's because he knows what's good for me and he knows how I can best serve him. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's like that scripture in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways. Yeah. Um, and I've been talking for a really long time, so I'll pass the time back over to Sam. No, I, I appreciate everything you said. And I, I love like your example from your mission. Like I think about my mission and like the different areas and different campaigns I had. And like, I went from my first area where like the, the work was bumping. Like we were, we were pulling high numbers and not that numbers are an indication of success, but like we, we were pulling high numbers and like we were having a lot of success and we were super happy and my second area was rough and it was pretty much a standstill. And like, while we were still finding and stuff, like I spent a lot more time in the apartment because of my companion and other things. And I was able to utilize that experience to strengthen my knowledge of the scriptures. I read the scriptures a lot more and I read talks a lot more and like different things like that, that have helped me to develop and things that I thought at the time were like the absolute worst. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's okay to say they were the worst. Like it was the worst. Like I was not happy. I mean, I was happy because I was a missionary and like, there's just kind of an overarching happiness, but like, I wasn't necessarily like ecstatic about it. I feel like there's a purpose as a missionary, you have a purpose and it's a divine purpose you're fulfilling. And that's, that's what made it like worth all the, like, yeah, worth all of the bad experiences and having to deal with like the bureaucracy of the church and all the like others like other stuff you don't really like but you know it's like having that purpose of actually like you know bearing testimony and bringing people to christ like yeah it kind of it helps push through that yeah it, it's it definitely brings joy into the trash <laughs> yeah and it's like it doesn't bring <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to be happy every second but you're going to have joy yeah and a joy is lasting and i think yeah. that's i think joy is deeper and happiness is not as deep um but yeah no going off of that like i've had experiences since i've been home for my mission where it's like this has been rough and like i don't have the same purpose so it's a lot harder and i mean honestly a lot of those trials didn't necessarily make me stronger and i think that that's something that a lot of people don't realize is not always do trials make us stronger like I mean, in the last three months, like I broke up with a girl and I was miserable. Like it was rough and emotionally, like mentally, physically, spiritually, like even now, like it drains me if I think about it. And I feel like I have kind of slacked on my scripture reading and my prayer and I go to church on Sundays, but I haven't been as focused in church as I was before um, the breakup. And it hasn't necessarily made me stronger, but it's helped my perspective, right? Like I, I've been able to realize who I do have on my side. Like I've, I've seen those friends that do care about me and that they do love me and they are supportive of me. And I've been able to 
center myself with them more. And I've seen and I've been able to appreciate how much my parents do for me, um, which is something I, I, I had, but I didn't really have the right mindset during my relationship. And so while I, I wasn't necessarily stronger for it, and I feel like I've slacked in a lot of ways since, I've been able to recognize what I am weak in, what fields I do need help in. And I've been able to change because of the perspective I've gotten. So it, necess it hasn't necessarily made me stronger, but it's given me the opportunity to make myself stronger. And I think that that is an important thing that we need to know about trials. Yeah, I was actually, while you were saying that, I was thinking about what you were saying. And to take it back to riding bicycles, right? So like when you fall off your bicycle, you don't physically become any stronger. No, and you're pretty scratched up and you're hurt. Yeah, and you're hurt. But you learn, usually, if you're doing it right, you figure out why you fell off your bicycle. And you learn not to do that again. Yeah. And you learn how to fall off your bicycle correctly. Yeah. And you learn, and it's an experience, and you learn. And you're beat up, and you're weak. And it doesn't make you any must, like stronger. But you learn from the experience. And like you said, that allows you to be stronger in the future. Yeah. So, like... That's what I think with, for the most part, most trials are that way. You don't come, you don't come away from the trial stronger immediately. You come away stronger later because the resilience you build during the trial will make you stronger. But at that point, right at the, like at the end of that particular trial, you don't feel much stronger. In fact, you feel a lot weaker. You feel worse. Yeah. You're like, I was way more spiritual before this trial began, but it's also hard to see it from our own eyes. And I think if you asked other people, they'd be like, if you got a different opinion, a second opinion, yeah, I think they would, they would tell you you're actually doing quite fine spiritually. And I think that's, I think that's an important thing to, to think about is can some people think like, Oh yeah, I have a trial right after I'm going to be strong. It's like, no, usually you have to like recover. It's like falling off your bike. Like, yeah. Like your body needs healing, your spirit needs healing, your emotion needs healing. But once it heals, it's stronger for it. Yeah. Because like when you get sick, like if you get like, I guess the flu isn't the best example because it's a virus. But even still, like you get sick. And if it's your first time ever being sick with something, like your body takes a bigger hit. But your white blood cells learn how to fight it. Right? So like every time you go through a trial, you get weak but your body learns how to fight it. You learn how to adjust. You learn how to adapt. You learn what you need to do to grow. And I think that that is something that I'm super grateful for because God has allowed me to go through that. And he has allowed me to have the perspective necessary. And honestly, like I could do so much better at improving. Like I, I'll sit here sometimes and I'll just be like, like I'm not really improving. Like I... I'm not doing what I should be doing. Like I'm not reading my scriptures every day. Like I want to, or like, I know I should, but like, I just want to watch YouTube videos about fish yeah. um, because that's what I want to do, you know? And uh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> fun fact about me. I love animals, but um, I, I could take 20 minutes to read my scriptures and I'm going to try and be better going forward. Now that I've verbalized that, I think I'm going to make a little more effort because it's something I've, acknowledged but like god oh knows what's going on in our lives and he knows who we will become and i think it's a it's it's 
I think it's a testimony to the truthfulness of the scripture that he has put you in a position to make you think like that. Mm -hmm. Because not everybody, not everybody thinks and reflects about how they're doing and how they can improve. Mm -hmm. And that's a skill we all need if we're going to become like Christ, because that involves repentance. And repentance is not repentance is not just making yourself clean of the you know sinful things you've done. It's not just getting back to a level. It's increasing from that level and becoming like Christ. Um, because where we are at, if we do not sin is not where Christ is at. There is, I mean, there's, there's commission and there's omission. And mm -hmm. if we're being good, if we're being good, but we're omitting doing good acts, like if we're, we're not sinning, but we're not doing good either, then yeah. you know what I mean? And so yeah. you have, you have to have this reflection to know when to, how you can improve and the Lord kind of has to nudge you in that direction. And I guarantee you he will, and he will for the rest of your life, um, because that's just how he works. But it also shows you that he, he knows. He knows exactly what's happening and what needs to happen with mm -hmm. you, what needs to happen with me, and what needs to happen with everybody. And he's understanding as well. I think that's the last thing I want to bring up is God knows what we're going through because everything happens according to his knowledge. So he knows what we're going through and he is patient with us. Like I have made so many stupid mistakes in the last couple months, but he's patient with me and I can feel the spirit still when I pray and I can feel the spirit when I go to the temple and when I do other things because he loves me and he's rewarding me for the effort I am putting in. And he's trying to help me to change my perspective and to apply what knowledge I've gained about myself. And I think that's incredible is how understanding he is of us because it is in his knowledge. Like he somewhere in some text from the church, I read that like before this life, like we handpicked our trials with God. And I don't necessarily know if I believe that 100% or if it was more like an anecdote that they were sharing. But pretty much like we knew what trials we could experience. We knew the potential for trial. Theoretically, we would know what we lacked in uh -huh. there and we could. Yeah. So like we, we knew, we we knew what trials we would need to go through in our lives. And knowing that like... God knows, like he knows and he knew what we would go through. So why would he be mad at us if we make a mistake? Why would he be mad at us if he created it? Yeah. I mean, he created life for us to come Yeah, and to make mistakes. He knew 100% that we were going to make mistakes. It's literally part of the plan. Yeah. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. And so there's... I mean, you shouldn't feel great about making mistakes. No. You shouldn't try to justify making mistakes. Well, not making mistakes. You shouldn't try to justify sin. You can justify making a mistake. You will always make a mistake. Yeah. Sin, you should not justify. No. But the Lord intended for you to come here and to make mistakes because you learn from a mistake way better than you learn from a success. Yeah. And you learn from trials. You learn from struggles. Like he's not mad at us because we're going through those things and because we may be weaker and we may not turn to him as often during a trial, but 
he like yeah i'm sure he's frustrated if we don't accept the help he's willing to give us but i guess it's from the same perspective as like anybody who is trying to help somebody in need and that person in need doesn't accept the help i mean i'm sure he's frustrated but he's loving and he understands and like he's always there for us and that's something that i'm super grateful for yeah me as well i i sorry no I think the the invitation, the thought that comes to my mind um, would be like to look at what you have gone through in your life instead of like what a lot of our invitations have been in the past, more recently is like looking forward and what you want to improve and stuff. But look back on the past and see where you have come from. I mean, I hope everyone can see that their life has been in an incline as slow as it may be inclining ourselves to god but look through the past and just give god appreciation for the things he has done for us as much as they may have sucked or as much as we may have loved them like he has done so much for us to get us to where we are today and he's going to continue to do so much for us to improve that much again and again and again as we move forward and it may take five years to improve yourself one percent right but in 20 years, you'll have improved 4%, and that's improvement. And that's all that God asks is that we are improving. Um, but going back to, like, take a look at what you've gone through in your life and just be grateful for what God has done to get you to where you are. Yeah. Take a moment to reflect on that. Gratitude is a very good thing. Yeah. Oh, I love psychology, and there's a lot of stuff I would love to talk about, but... <laughs> not today <clears throat> so yeah we're super grateful for everyone for listening and for those who do participate and um we are looking forward to next time um, thank you so much have a great rest of your day